0: welcome to sam and maggie hakeley this is a podcast yeah
1: well that you're welcome listening back. to i'm gonna get that in there
0: oh it it was good very Thank good. Yeah. This is the third time we have started the podcast. Uh you just, you know, for ultimate transparency, you should know. This is the third time.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny about that is the episode we're talking about today is called the first time.
0: Yeah, that is it how how <laughs> ironic.
1: How full of, chock full of dramatic irony. It's almost an episode of Arrested Development. Um, Mmm,
0: delicious irony. As a millennial, (laughs) it's my main food. Uh, Yes. So, we're watching this episode of Glee. Well, it's already been watched. uh, And we are watching all of them as the premise of this podcast to discuss them. Talk about how much uh, we love certain parts, but hate most of it.
1: Yes. And uh, I'm Sam. That's Maggie, if you haven't. If I haven't gotten that before. Um, But this is, like I was saying, season three, episode five, the first time. Um, So let's just get out some of the details of this episode. Uh, It was originally aired on November 8th, 2011, with 6.91 million viewers, which is down from last week's 7.47 million, Mm -hmm. um, which is real low. We're it's actually the, of the
0: lowest of the season. Uh, I was doing some browsing on the Wikipedia page, and it's the lowest one. Oof. Which, maybe it's because Pot of Gold was so garbage, and maybe people I, were like, I don't need to tune in to this I mean, teenage sex rump.
1: Maggie, you know what the real reason is, right? They what? knew that they were doing West Side Story, and they were yeah? like, I don't want to watch that, because it's full of not white people. It's full of immigrant things.
0: Are <laughs> 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 Are you saying that the majority of the Glee audience doesn't like brown people?
1: I mean, if the shoe fits, Maggie, if the I shoe think fits.
0: I think that's inaccurate, at least mm. for, like, devoted fans. I yeah. think the devoted fans were, were quite the diverse group, which is why Glee was so hated.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. But, I mean, I, I'm saying that there aren't, like, six mil. million... I'm not saying that this, the... Sure, the six million hardcore Glee fans all tuned in. Yeah. But like those like fourteen million or whatever that we've had in the past, like that other eight million are just mm-hmm. like, ooh, brown people, no thanks. Um
0: sure. Uh so this episode was written by not one of our Trinity, which is pretty interesting. Uh Roberto Guerre Sacasa. Uh he is a comic book writer and yeah. the chief executive officer of Archie Comics and also a writer on Riverdale don't know how his like Archie aficionado-ness gives him glee. Uh,
1: well, Maggie, it's, it's high school. He's written high school before. So. Okay. Yeah. Cause isn't, isn't Archie comics all about like Archie having like a love triangle with two girls in well, high school or whatever? It definitely
0: starts out there, but I'm pretty sure there's Archie plot lines that go past high school because Archie is canonically dead. Like they've, Oh wow. Archie's actual death. I'm pretty sure he dies like in a mugging. Like
1: Wow. Like that man's parents. What a himself. callback. Um yeah. Pretty,
0: pretty grim stuff.
1: Yeah. Who directed the episode?
0: It was directed by um Bradley Bucher.
1: Ooh. Our,
0: our homeboy. He's done other episodes.
1: Yeah, that name definitely sounds familiar. Um
0: The premise of this episode is that we're finally seeing west side story yes. this is opening night but we can't just watch the play straight through because copyright it's a, maybe it's a television show i guess i don't know uh even though they did rocky horror almost straight through
1: well they kind of did like half of it well not even half they did like a chunk of it and then they did like yeah, another chunk of it
0: that's true and they yeah. they didn't do much of the story because that's no like the actual lines and story of Rocky Horror gets even more dicey than the songs. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. Uh, um, yeah.
0: yeah. So this it's West it's West Side Story opening night, and we find that out in the recap. The recap's all yep. about West Side Story, and what's the other thing? That uh, they talk Shelby's about.
1: group has been formed.
0: Shelby's group. It, oh, and Mike. Uh, yes. We Mike know drama. that Mike is having uh, some tension with his dad. Yep. About his dreams. Yes.
1: Um, So let's start right off here. The first scene is an Artie voiceover, because we are all really psyched about that. Totally. Um, Because he's talking about finding a man's calling, which apparently is bossing everyone else around.
0: Yeah, he's wheeling down the hallway at McKinley and just sort of reminiscing about directing the show. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: his his passion, Maggie. We're about to get
0: to this part where Artie is the boss of everyone and it just loves bossing people around and talking about his sex life and other people's sex lives.
1: Well what's really funny about this too is there's a little cutaway where Artie is talking about how he doesn't actually know anything about most of the decisions he's making. Yeah. He just like but so Rachel's trying to pick a dress for Maria and Artie mm-hmm. picks the ugliest dress. Like <laughs> like it's like this like full length like brown thing with like a weird like flower like mm-hmm design at the top like right in front of her like right under her neck it's just is hideous and rachel's like yeah. really it's just rachel doesn't wear like that, that thank No, God. she doesn't yeah <laughs> but it's yeah it's good um we
0: uh start off the meat of the episode with a song which is great uh as soon as the arty monologue concludes we get jump right into i guess a rehearsal of tonight mm-hmm. it's uh Blaine and Rachel singing together at the piano with sheet music. You'd assume that if opening night is in the same week of the, this yeah. of this day, then why are they singing with sheet music at the piano? Well,
1: okay. And also, we're talking about Blaine and Rachel here. Yeah. Which two characters in the show would I expect to know tonight, just like offhand, like just, just to yeah, know just it. have like, it
0: in their repertoire already.
1: Yeah, so whatever, I guess it's to kind of create this setup where like the directors are watching them like intently do this one number, <laughs> and not with any choreography or anything or like yeah. any like placement, just just singing it. Um,
0: it It is it is weird, right? Yes, but it's I, I weird. I get that we're sort of nitpicking, but it's it's weird. Yeah. Uh, the best part of this scene is because the song sounds fine obviously yeah. uh the best part is at the end blaine just turns to shannon beast who is one of the directors and it's like are you gonna cry every time we sing
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> true she is it's so good though because like i love shannon beast so I like do I'm, too. I'm fine with it but yeah so she
0: gets she, teary a couple times this episode though i don't yeah. like how much they make shannon cry
1: no and also like there's some stuff in this plotline. For yeah. this episode with Shannon, that is also a little rough, but we'll get there. Um, so, Shannon, like, all the directors are very, very happy about this because, obviously, Blaine and Rachel are very good, but Artie points out that they don't oh, seem... Did you did you oh. catch
0: Emma's line also?
1: Oh, remind she me. She
0: says, she says my only note is more teeth.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... So, yeah, so... Emma and Shannon seem very, very happy with this. Um, Artie seems says, "Yeah, yeah, it was good, but um, I don't believe it. I don't, I don't believe that yeah, the two of it, you are." Yeah, it's good,
0: but where's the sexual energy? <laughs> uh, that, that is basically Artie's, like what he's trying to get at here. Yeah, uh, he's just like, so, uh, what 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 was y'all's first time like? And then Shannon and Emma, peace out, hard. Like yes. Emma. Emma, at the first mention of any sort of sex, is like, I'm gone. Bye. (laughs) Yes. And uh, Shannon, it's just like, yeah, this is inappropriate. I'm leaving.
1: Yeah, well, I do appreciate, because if this is... It's gonna happen later again in this episode and go the wrong way. But Shannon and Emma typically are like two of the teachers that shy away from like the super inappropriate conversations with students, which I very much appreciate. I appreciate like,
0: it as well. Uh, yeah. However, the convo between Shannon and Artie later—exactly,
1: that's bad. It's yeah. not good. Um, it's bad.
0: Uh, yeah, Blaine is the first one to be like, oh, "I'm, I'm waiting. I've decided to wait." Yeah, and, and Rachel jumps on that. and It's like, yes, me too.
1: Well, my favorite part is that she does the little thing. Like, there's like the little like whisper that Rachel does to Blaine right after. She's like, I'm so glad you're my Tony.
0: Like, yeah, it's cute. Uh,
1: yeah, um, but I, so Artie then describes his own first sexual experience.
0: Yeah, and he says so. He talks about how Brittany called him other names, but how it made him feel like a man. <laughs>
1: yeah because oh god it's yeah i hate Artie's character so much (laughs) like it's so gross and so essentially he kind of like a virgin shames them which is yeah
0: he's like he's like yeah i get uh, as your friend i want to support you uh even though you seem to hate fun but (laughs) as your director i'm concerned and she's like hey you suck
1: well, and so so that's the thing about this episode. This entire plot line is based on the fact that Rachel and Blaine are such like attention hungry, yeah, like people that they think yes. that this criticism is so deep that it yeah. that Artie must know that the audience will hate their show if they know if they smell the fact that they're virgins or well, whatever. Se- like
0: they seem to very much trust Artie that. Yeah. <laughs> this is affecting their performance they're just like yes. oh yes of course whatever you say mr director yeah uh, which <laughs> god I d- they're both very much um focused on success
1: yes that's you true. know
0: they both want to be very good and yeah. like uh get support and stuff like that and want they want a positive attention so i understand uh where they're coming from but they are they just seem to believe it. <laughs> I don't know, yeah,
1: no, I know. it's so then we get the glee title card. Let, let's jump into the meat here. Um, we start out right away with Rachel starting hatching her her plan to solve this problem. Yeah, um, she talks to Finn in the hallway. They're putting up campaign posters for Rachel. You'll remember she's killing her friendship with Kurt in order to ambitiously steal as much as she can from him. Yes, um of course. But so she, again, asks him about who he's going to vote for. And he's like, well, you know, I can't vote against my brother. And then she's like, well, can you do this with your brother? And then she kisses him. Yeah, um, they kiss. Which, and then yeah.
0: Finn responds after the kiss ends with, only in Kentucky. Yeah. Which like, <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> well, that's... So that's the funny thing. Is I was watching it with Chris. And Chris's comment to that, what, like to what, when Rachel does this, is... Well, of course, Finn wouldn't do that because he's a raging homophobe. Um.
0: See, when, when Rachel said that, I was like, well, Finn wants to. He just doesn't really realize that about himself. <laughs> but, That's why uh, he hates Blaine.
1: Yeah, it's true. Oh, so much is in perspective. I just, I just yeah. like the fact that like four people watched the scene and all took like different things away <laughs> from it. Well, but, yeah. you know,
0: it's, it's multi-layered. Glee is so, you know. Uh,
1: it's like an onion.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it <laughs> smells just as bad. Uh,
1: but yeah, Rachel,
0: it's just like some subtle seduction that she's doing, I guess, by yes. being nice to Finn.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess he's uh, not used to it. So
0: yeah, he talks about his Ohio State recruiter, like scout person. Uh, yeah, they're coming to a game. Right. Like, Finn is feeling very positive about this. Like he's yes. like, "This is going to go great. I'm going to go to Ohio State." And uh, when Rachel is supportive, he's like, oh, you're not upset that I'm not going to play for Niata's football team or whatever? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Rachel is supportive and he's surprised. Yes. Then well, they set a date at Finn's empty house. W- yeah. Wink. Lusty wink.
1: Yeah. It's So, yeah. So there's a big thing about how um, his parents are going to be out of town because Bert's doing the campaign thing now. And yeah. Bert and Bert's Carol not are
0: canvassing. There.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's I don't know. It, like we were saying, it, Finn is surprised that Rachel is supportive, and again, I think that's why that like this seduction technique is working is because Rachel is typically not supportive. It's pretty <laughs> sad that yeah
0: <laughs> that that is the state of their relationship. Yeah. A much more healthy relationship uh, is next. I'm not saying it's the most healthy. No, mind it's you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because one half of Clayne is. Technically yeah. evil. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Textbook evil. Um, yeah. So yeah. they're at
0: Blaine's house. Uh, they're just hanging out in his room listening to Roxy music. Do, what yeah. is Roxy music?
1: I have no clue. Also, because Blaine is like dancing super weird to it. Like
0: I, I love it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's like a weird way to dance. And he He's says just something sort about...
0: Of jumping around.
1: <laughs> yeah. He says something about Brian Ferry, but I have no idea who that is. And neither does yeah. anyone else who's watching Glee. So like... Once again.
0: Why do, they, why do they do this to us? Yeah.
1: Um, but so this is this is Blaine's seduction technique, I guess. Well,
0: kind of Kurt is the one who brings up sex. They have like a pretty frank talk about how they aren't having sex. Yes. Because uh, Kurt's just like, Do you find me boring sexually? Sexually?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a weird way to ask that question. <laughs> um But yeah, and then well what's funny is Blaine kind of turns around on Kurt here and it's like, I thought that's what we wanted. Yeah. (laughs) And then he does. Well, what's funny is then Kurt says some stuff about like, like letting your hands have
0: urges and want to tear your clothes off or whatever. Uh, And then Blaine's like, yeah, but that's why they invented masturbation
1: to which Kurt gets immediately uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) So like, yeah, it's very clear where, how this relationship works. Um, but yeah, so it looks like there's. It looks like they're starting to ponder it. It's weird that Kurt brought it up because it seems like Blaine would be the one who would be. But maybe maybe Blaine has been seeding the idea yeah, a little bit. Yeah, probably or something. like
0: very subtle seeding of yes. like sexual ideas. You yeah s-
1: sowing his seed inside kurt's
0: maybe maybe right roxy Mindfield. music has like some very sexual <laughs> overtones lyrics.
1: yeah or like like some like subliminal messaging if you play it backwards it's like have yeah. sex with the devil or whatever yeah
0: definitely um uh then there's a cute mo- they end the conversation with a cute moment where uh blaine's just like tearing off all your clothes is a tall order and yeah. they kiss
1: <laughs> yes um but so then let's move to the next scene which is upsetting Artie yeah, confronts it's an inappropriate shannon about her conversation
0: sex. absolutely
1: yes um yeah because she the nice thing is shannon immediately pushes back a little bit when Artie starts talking to her about this and she's like this is an inappropriate conversation to be having um but then Artie just keeps going and she just goes with it i guess Yeah. they just
0: have the conversation anyway it's like they needed to lampshade a little bit being like we get that this is uncomfortable but we need to get this plot information out here so here it is yeah. Uh, honestly, terrible. I prefer that this conversation w- is with Artie instead of, I don't know, Will.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah. I guess there really isn't another person to have this conversation with, but Artie definitely Emma? still is a good one. No. Emma no.
0: hates sex. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Mind. So, but I guess the other reason is this tells us that you remember how Finn is having the Ohio State recruiter thing. So Shannon tells us about the Ohio State recruiter, whose name is Cooter.
0: Cooter Minkins. Yeah. Is his name. Uh, this is, he's like a, going to be a recurring character. So this is a pretty big introduction, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and Artie finds out that Shannon hasn't had sex with anyone. Uh, and there's like this, there's like a weird moment where he's like, have you just not found the right person? And Shannon's just like, men. I like men.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Again, this is super weird because it's not. It shouldn't be happening. This conversation no. in any way. Um, the other thing is that we get a little bit where. So apparently, Shannon has a big crush on Cooter. Um, mm-hmm. She's telling us that, and so we get a little cutaway where we find out that apparently Cooter is like directly hitting on her. She's just oblivious to the fact that he is interested in her. Um,
0: well, I I get, but he's still. It's still layered in like subtlety yes in a way, oh no for he's sure like do you want to go out to lunch with me like yeah. not like yeah hey i want to go on a date with you like that's right. not what he's doing
1: right well and yeah so i think but but the nice thing is from the audience perspective we do get to see that cooter does seem like he is actually interested yeah for in sure her, so we have some foundation there at least um Let's move Thank on. Thank God this
0: conversation is over. Uh, yes. <laughs> Blaine is returning to Dalton. He's he's come to make a dramatic return. Yes. Uh, he comes down the stairs where Kurt first walked down mm-hmm. the, to meet the an- Blaine. Uh, the nice, angelic Nice little staircase. reference there. Yeah. And we see the Warblers perform Uptown Girl. Uh, yeah. Some fun facts about this. It's not actually... Ba- so most of the songs in season two were sung by the bezelbubs from Tufts. okay for that that's that's oh. who the warblers were oh,
1: okay okay got you yep
0: uh but this time it's actually the actors uh oh. who are playing the warblers doing the the vocals so that's so cool
1: so that's why it sounds so auto-tuned?
0: yeah uh the, the right. uh the main singer is nick uh played by kurt mega Kurt Meg is a much cooler name than just Nick with no last name.
1: (laughs) Yes. He is a very vanilla person. I will say that. Um, We
0: all are, though. (laughs) Yeah. Spoonful of vanilla ice cream. But it is so wholesome. It's a a good (laughs) song, I think.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, What's... What's funny is they we actually meet one of the teachers of Dalton in this scene. Do um, we
0: though cuz she doesn't talk?
1: <laughs> well, so it's the French teacher. I think teacher. she's a French
0: teacher cuz she's no. holding that beginning French book.
1: Well, and also cuz she's dressed like the French flag, did you notice?
0: Oh, uh, well, that's also <laughs> Dalton colors, Sam.
1: That's <laughs> true. Maybe Dalton is in France. Um but yeah, so
0: What if it is? <laughs>
1: but anyway yeah so they like dance around her she like she like shushes them as part of the song and then they yeah. all like dance around her and she's did obviously you know delighted
0: how, did you notice how blade knows all the choreography
1: yes because their choreography is <laughs> easy and not hard to like no it's i don't similar. think that's
0: what it is
1: <laughs> maybe i don't know maybe he left that programming in them um but anyway well, I,
0: what i think happened is that uh they know that blaine is their leader right so blaine is like, act- it looks like blaine is learning the choreography with them or whatever like there's a part where he jumps in and like looks around and is like huh, i'm doing the right moves right no <laughs> what's happening is that blaine is setting the moves from the beginning and they're all just copying him sure uh a, a weasel has appeared yeah a, a,
1: a little minx shows up
0: yeah, uh, you've just you've what moves? What moves do you want to use on him in your battle? What will be super effective? Uh, Schoolboy charm. Yeah.
1: Um, direct sexual energy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I was. This, this is Sebastian Sebastian Smythe.
1: Yeah, I think that's what is it his is. His
0: name. Uh, let me look on the Wikipedia page because there's actually some pretty interesting
1: things yeah, about it's... the
0: description of the character. Okay. Here yeah. The, the actor is go.
1: Grant Gustin, right?
0: Yeah, it's Grant Gustin, who is the Flash. I don't yes. know what else he's done.
1: I don't know either, but I know he is the Flash. I've heard that he's better as the Flash, but like to Grant Gustin's credit, Sebastian immediately comes off as like creepy and gross. Yeah. So- Grant
0: Gustin makes his first appearance in this episode, playing a new quote-unquote major recurring character Sebastian Smythe, a gay Dalton Academy warbler who sets his sights on Blaine. That's also a quote. Uh, Gustin won the role after an exhaustive weeks-long casting search, and the character is referred to as quote-unquote promiscuous and scheming. I mean,
1: very true. Yeah, that hits the nail on the head, right? Yeah, I'm glad that they gave us a promiscuous gay character because we really needed one of those thanks glee
0: yeah i it, this is sort of falling into the queer villain archetype
1: yes <laughs> in a like, way
0: like you sort of expect him to pull out like a cat or something in the middle or of like, a scene to start stroking it
1: yeah or like twiddle his mustache or whatever yeah or it's... like
0: look in a mirror and be like i'm so beautiful <laughs>
1: I fairly co- I want that to happen now actually a yeah. little bit. But yeah, so he he's singing with them. He's in the warblers now. Um but so uh
0: there's a there's yeah. a break in the song, like a dance break where a bunch of warblers just do some flips for Blaine.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's great. Um yeah, and then but so after the song is over, they are all very excited that Blaine is there because, you know, glorious return um but he's not he's just there to invite them to west side story since he's yeah a he's
0: giving them tickets and then sebastian comes up to him and it's like hey so you're this blaine that everyone's talking about yeah. he comes on strong and they have coffee together at like this is the at same Dalton? place where yeah. kurt and blaine had coffee that first time yes uh,
1: it's it's it must be in Dalton, right? Like
0: it's in Dalton, but they're definitely drinking out of like paper cups. Maybe there's yeah. like a coffee stand somewhere. I don't know. Maybe
1: yeah. The the other thing that's interesting too is that when Blaine says, "Are you a freshman?" Sebastian says, "Do I look do, like do a I freshman?" I look
0: like a freshman? Which is a very clever way of not telling us.
1: <laughs> yeah, because then they don't tell us. Because then Blaine doesn't say anything. He's ashamed to say anything, and then Sebastian <laughs> never clarifies. So yeah, cool. He,
0: Cowed, Blaine. I guess. Yeah. Uh, the this scene is paired with another one. We go back yes. and forth in between. Uh, it's a rehearsal for West Side Story. A boy like that is yes. the song. Uh, yeah. Santana and Rachel are singing it together. And uh, it's you know if you don't if you haven't heard the song if you haven't seen the show it's a uh a song about how evil Tony is basically yeah or how evil he could be.
1: Yes, yeah, mostly because I, I I have to disclose I've never seen West Side Story. But um, you know the but, plot
0: of Romeo and Juliet. Exactly. So I yeah, think so, you're all right.
1: So I think the, the concept here is that her sister is warning her that, like, she should be careful with, quote, a boy like that. Um, so a boy the idea, like that
0: could kill your brother.
1: Yeah. So when we look at it, then we see, like... This makes Sebastian seem even more ominous, yeah, which is great. it makes great.
0: him seem very evil. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, and so... Um, they lay on thick
0: yeah. that this, this man is evil.
1: Yeah, so um, there's also a quote I just picked up because I thought it was great. Sebastian says that he heard that Blaine was, quote, apparently sex on a stick and sings like a dream. Um, Both
0: true, but what a horrible thing to say to someone.
1: <laughs> right? About someone behind their back? Like
0: i don't know about like the behind the back thing that's fine um it's just a very
1: (laughs) weird thing to tell someone that someone else told you yeah Uh,
0: that and also the this is the their first interaction like their first conversation ever and it's just like hey you're sex on a stick let's make out right now (laughs) like i don't know
1: yeah (laughs) yeah Um... Uh, maybe
0: i'm just maybe i'm just too much of a prude for sebastian
1: Yeah, Maggie. Maybe you should try living a little. I know you don't like having fun, but like as your director, (laughs) but as your director,
0: I'm concerned.
1: (laughs) But but yeah, I also had a note just before we get into Sebastian because I do want to talk about him a little bit. But the at the end of the scene is where the opening credits end, and we're like at least ten minutes into the episode. Like, it's crazy how long these things go. But let's talk about Sebastian. Definitely a demon, right? definitely a demon
0: absolutely a demon absolutely a demon who's filling the power vacuum at dalton
1: yes because like every like even with this like small introduction he is so evil
0: he's so evil (laughs) transparently so yes Uh, and uh blaine blaine's reaction to him is interesting because it's vague but also like definitely angry
1: yeah, it's, it's interesting because, like, we, Blaine is going to meet up with Sebastian again for coffee. Um, Blaine seems weirdly drawn to Sebastian as yeah. a, as a, quote, person because he's really a <laughs> demon. Like, it's obvious that, like, this is a demon who is trying to, I don't know, garner favor with Blaine or, yeah. like, seduce him in some way. Like, I don't know what the end goal is, but...
0: It the just, conversation yeah. that they have is like so weird and like Blame like scoffs through parts of it where it seems like they're not saying what they actually mean, which is that right. they are two demons yes. uh, trying who, to figure out uh who,
1: who's, who's gonna is, fill this
0: power vacuum.
1: Yeah, who is the who is the alpha demon, if you will. Um Yeah. But so that's our interest to Sebastian. We also got a boy like that, like you said. Let's move on to you. Finn Wiener. Um,
0: <laughs> so Finn, and, Finn comes up to Puck in the uh, locker room. We get a short one-off joke where as soon as Puck sees Finn, he's like, I thought those were my sneakers. And Finn's just like, what? <laughs> uh, gotta love those like short little Puck jokes, because those are really the best ones when Puck doesn't open his mouth for too long. Yes. Uh, P- Finn asks Puck for c- a condom recommendation. Yes.
1: Um, which... <laughs> To be fair, Puck. Well, so first, Puck assumes that Finn is cheating on Rachel, um, because he's like
0: that part's a little funny.
1: Yeah, and then he and then he supports him after that. And he's like, "Well, I always thought I'd be the first one to sleep with Rachel, but like, good on you." Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> he doesn't say it in those many words, though. He's just like, "I always thought it would be me, but <laughs> hey, good for you." Yeah. Like, what? <laughs>
1: yeah. And then, but then Puck also tells us that he never uses condoms. Um,
0: (laughs) hey works 99 percent of the time
1: yeah it's gross yeah Um,
0: (laughs) then it turns into a speech uh from shannon she brings all the football players together and introduces them to cooter uh how he's a recruiter from ohio state and then they have like a weird tube sock flirting (laughs) moment
1: well because shannon like puts her foot up on a bench and she's wearing, like, these big tube socks. And then Captain Cooter, Morgan like, style.
0: You yeah, know, and then, 2011 was when that meme was at its height.
1: And then Cooter compliments her tube socks, which is yeah. such a strange thing to do, unless you're interested in someone and you're not sure how to convey the fact that you're interested in them, I without guess.
0: Just, without just saying, I'm interested in you.
1: Yeah, which it's funny because the football players do share some looks that, like, show that they understand that Cooter is interested in her. But Shannon does not does not no. get it. Um which, you know, pretty classic trope, I guess, but also...
0: Yeah, she offers to give him, like, the rest of the pack of tube yeah. socks. <laughs> uh, okay, but yeah. then we get to the hallway. It's another clean conversation. We have, mm-hmm. like, four of them this episode, which is honestly great. Sure. Uh, I just I just want all the characters to be gay and talking well, to each other, rather than any of the other garbage.
1: Maggie, we do get Sebastian talking to Blaine. Does that count? Um, but
0: <laughs> I guess. But as Sebastian is so obviously a villain, it's not like gay love is going to win the day over there. You know what I'm saying? Right,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so the clean chat that they have in the hallway, uh, Blaine starts it off by, by asking, Are we too sheltered as artists? Which I think is his opening line t- into a, you know, sex Conver-
1: combo yeah yeah
0: a sex conversation and uh kurt's like oh yeah let's take a look at my bucket list
1: <laughs> yeah, which he does like he also prefaces this by being like oh i wrote this before i met you so feel free to tear them down or something like that i'm like that's not how that's not how bucket lists work like, well,
0: well he. i think it's ongoing it's, oh, sure. it's, like the one that he wrote before he met blaine is earlier in the list
1: oh right right yeah yeah, good point. Okay.
0: Uh, the ones that we get to see, because I pause so I can oh, see okay. Great. what they were. So he says a few of them, but the ones that he doesn't mention are eighty number eighty-five, get into Juilliard, which is not even his goal anymore. Good job, Kurt. You should edit. <laughs> uh, and uh, number eighty-six, arrive to school in a hot air balloon.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, number eighty-eight uh i didn't get the exact wording of this one because it's long but it was about finding the exact clone for his uh, cologne for his uh body chemistry
1: oh okay cool yeah which
0: is interesting and number 89 is partially blocked by his finger but it seems to be about circ uh like circuit pilates on an island
1: okay cool god yeah kurt has so many dreams um
0: I wish I'd been on, like, a better app or something so I could go frame by frame and, right. and see what's on there. But I did my best.
1: Yeah. I, I You did more than I did, which is I just laughed at the fact. I didn't. I only kept the one that Kurt wants Blaine to tear down because he thinks it's frilly and romantic instead of sexy or whatever. Well, the,
0: the first well, – what's the first one that he says? Oh, become the CEO of Logo. That's the first right. one that he mentions to Blaine. And then he uh, is – there's one more between that one and the Taylor Lautner one. What is yes. it? yes?
1: I don't remember. It's not nah, that important. I don't fuck think. it.
0: Who cares? Uh, and uh, the one that you're right that you're right. He wants like Blaine to make fun of or whatever. Yeah, is he's like yeah. Uh, number number five or number six. It's really early. Uh, have relations with Taylor Lautner in a field of lilacs.
1: Yes, um, which. To be fair, he's like, that sounds so silly, I know. And Blaine's like, It doesn't sound silly. It sounds hot It's
0: hot. <laughs> and <laughs> which... he's, he's making intense eye contact.
1: Well, and the thing that what was funny about it is when I was watching it the first time I was like, Is he trying to push for like an open relationship? Like, <laughs> like is he being like Maybe. Yeah, go find Taylor Lautner. I'm gonna go fuck that Sebastian dude. Bye. Like <laughs> um,
0: I don't I... Okay. Uh I I it definitely feels to me like Blaine is just sort of clumsily seducing Kurt.
1: He, yes, yes.
0: Like, he's just like, oh, Kurt mentioned something about sex? I have to tell him that it is hot. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. This will yeah. work.
1: <laughs> I just have to tell him that his fantasies are hot, and then he'll want to get in bed with me, I guess.
0: Well, it, it, my, it works. Profit. Eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. good on you, man.
1: Yeah, well, and anyway, so that's kind of the gist here, is that Blaine is kind of like ham-fistedly... Pushing I don't towards. know if it's
0: even hand fisted. It feel it feels you know subtle ish.
1: Okay, Blaine is pushing towards <laughs> relations.
0: He's doing he's doing a better job than Rachel is definitely.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, and Rachel fucks it up later, not in a good way. Um. So,
0: uh, Artie and Cooter have a conversation next. Yes. Uh, there's a a short, thankfully short uh, ableist joke yep. where Artie's like, "Can you meet me in my office, Cooter?" And Cooter's like, is that the handicap stall? Well, Artie <laughs> does
1: lampshade it by saying, like, haha, that's very funny. Um,
0: <laughs> it, even him saying that sounds sort of sarcastic. And yeah. then Artie uh, juvenilely asks Cooter, do you like like yeah. Shannon Beast? <laughs> well,
1: and uh, there's also a note here Cooter, because they meet in the auditorium, um, and Cooter walks onto the stage and is like, what is this, some kind of movie theater? And it's like, yeah. What on you work for a college. You know what the arts are like.
0: Honestly, I kind of hate Cooter.
1: <laughs> I mean, he seems like a nice guy when it comes to I like
0: don't, don't Shannon,
1: know. but I I
0: don't know about that because when he finally like asks her on a date, he's like, "You're gonna dress up like a lady, and I'm gonna dress up like a man." Yeah, I I don't like Cooter. I'm not a fan.
1: I I did know like. One of the things that I feel about Cooter is that it's obvious that they're intending for him to be a various, a very stereotypical like football, like football man, manly like manly football kind of thing. Which I feel like there are people who are like that,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I think that, like you're saying, along those lines, where he's like, "You're gonna dress up like a lady, and I'm gonna dress up like a man, and I'm gonna take you on a date," and like, <laughs> I think that works for some people.
0: Yeah. I don't sure. think it works
1: for everyone, and I think part of the problem is that in in media a lot when we get this, I think the assumption is that they're right. Like they're very manly, so they must be right about how man, men are supposed to work or whatever. But like it seems to work for Cooter and it seems to work for Shannon a little bit. Like she she seems kinda into it, at least I this don't episode. know.
0: Whatever. We yeah, I, I just, just fine. I don't like Cooter. I don't Fair think enough. Artie should be meddling no. in
1: why is he the matchmaker? This. I don't understand. Where his credentials?
0: He's the matchmaker because uh, Matthew Morrison was gonna do all of these parts. Oh my god! But no, thank you. He had something else to do, so I can they... o- he
1: he got sick because God God willed it. Thank you, thank you, God. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so essentially, Artie tells him to be more direct, like very obvious.
0: Yep. Um, and then yep. we get to the lima bean. Uh, Blaine and Sebastian are having coffee together again. This is where Sebastian does a subtle drop that he used to live in France. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes, very Uh, subtle.
0: Because Blaine's like, oh, I'm so surprised you asked for Cavassier in your drink. (laughs) Yes. I had to look it up to know how to spell it. It's a cognac that is actually Japanese. So good job. Well, I mean,
1: think about it. Paris is definitely a very metropolitan area, like cosmopolitan, very globalist. Yeah, definitely. All sorts of, yeah.
0: Uh, And Sebastian's like, oh, yeah, I drank Cavassier like mother's milk when I was living in France. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And then he he looks straight at the camera and says, France, one more time.
1: (laughs) You know, the one where Paris is. (laughs) <laughs> um but so then yeah so they're talking and Sebastian is kind of hinting at Blaine he's, well, well
0: he's even more direct about yes. how attracted he is to Blaine and how Blaine's like schoolboy charm is very sexy and yes. Blaine's just like oh god please no i have a boyfriend.
1: Right. Which yeah so then Kurt overhears this and is like Cuz Kurt's me, just what? suddenly there also. Yeah.
0: Was this was this a planned coffee date between Blaine and Sebastian? Like, was like Blaine like, "I'm Sebastian, come to coffee with me. I'm gonna introduce you to my boyfriend." Like, well, what was? What so was this?
1: I'd I'd argue that probably the gayest place in town besides Scandals will get there. Um, is the is the Lima Bean? So is this
0: local coffee shop, coffee shop. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I imagine that all of the gay people in this town. Oh well, all the gay men. I think uh, I think the, the gay ladies find other places, but mm-hmm. all the gay men seem to hang out at this little coffee shop for n- not much reason besides the fact that I guess it's metropolitan to drink coffee a lot, all the time. I
0: guess. Uh, yeah, Kurt's just suddenly there, and he is wearing a half shawl uh, jacket poncho thing that I actually really like. Uh, yeah. It, his fashion this episode is pretty good and he hates sebastian on sight
1: yes because he's 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 smarter about sebastian than he is about blaine um that or maybe like blaine you know has been pushing the dials a little bit in kurt's brain to like set this up mm-hmm. just in case sure. any other demons tried to encroach on his territory yeah um, he's just like yeah. if
0: any other uh demons come in, come into contact with you you will hate them Yes. Because I need you to, you're my backup so that I can defeat all of them.
1: Right. Um. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Kurt, maybe by using Kurt's like innocent energy, mm-hmm. like Blaine can He's use masking it to destroy himself. his, yeah, he can use it to destroy his enemies, his other demonic yeah. enemies. Hmm interesting um <laughs>
0: uh
1: anyway sebastian, sebastian invites them to scandals
0: yeah sebastian asks them what they're doing that night and uh kurt's like oh well we're rehearsing for the school musical and then we're gonna do our skin routine on the phone
1: <laughs> oh my god how hot um
0: <laughs> and uh he's very territorial of blaine like grabs his arm and we get like yes. a zoom in camera shot of that just so yes. that we we know they're touching yes uh, Yes. And that's when, yes, yeah, Sebastian invites them to Scandals, which is the gay bar in West Lima. Jesus. And yeah. uh, Kurt uh, says yeah, says they're in, even though Blaine is like, um, maybe, maybe no.
1: Yeah, well, because Sebastian implies that they should, quote, live a little. And this okay. kind of harkens back to the conversation Blaine was having with Kurt about, like, being more adventurous or whatever. So then Kurt's like, yeah, we're going to fucking do it. Like... <laughs> Watch us, Sebastian. Just watch
0: us. Just watch me smile with no teeth.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so then, yeah, they're going to get fake IDs to get in or something. Anyway, Sebastian's let's Sebastian's going to
0: give them to him, t- to them, because he's also a crime lord. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. So in the next scene, Finn does a- an actual crime. Yes. He does ba- uh, something very bad. that That yes. is just sort of laughed off.
1: Right. Well, see, yeah, that's the... Again, 2011, when, I mean, to be fair, this still happens in 2018 because the world is a terrible place, but when vegetarian and veganism was a joke, it's a joke that people don't eat meat because why it's, Why would they?
0: definitely still a joke now. Uh, I know. I think, I think a little bit less of one. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's what uh, I'm saying.
0: So what happens is that Rachel and Finn are eating dinner at Finn's house with very loud piano music on, yes. uh, like, a boom box behind them. And <laughs>
1: Classy. Ra-
0: Rachel finishes and, like, wipes her mouth, and she's like, wow, that meat substitute was so good.
1: I've never <laughs> had fake meat that tastes that good, or, like, tastes so much like real meat.
0: And, and Finn then... responds in, like, sort of a panic, being like, yes, of course it was fake meat, because I know you so well, and I know you're vegan.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah. It's, um,
1: yeah. But, this is yeah. not a
0: joke because this is like, this shows that how, how their relationship is basically trash.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. Because honestly, like, if you're dating someone and you don't remember that they're vegan, you are don't you know who they them? are. Yeah, you're not <laughs> dating them. Like, oh God. And what's funny about this is that Rachel later in the scene is like, and we haven't fought for like the four months that we've been together and everything's been just PG keen. And it's like, that's not,
0: and Finn not doesn't saying, say yeah. anything. Yes. He's actively <laughs> lying to her for the rest of their relationship as of right yes. now.
1: Yeah. Um, I did write down when I did, cause I, I watched this episode before you did. And I did text you to say that yeah. Finn forces Rachel to eat meat um, mm-hmm. at this date. And you were like, there's a joke in there about Finn's penis. And I, I can't though. Oh, I gross. really don't want to make
0: it now either. I I just can't. Uh, <laughs> ha, did you notice how like like the the interactions that these two straight people have about sex are a lot less frank? Like they're just sort of like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. we'll spend the night at your parents' empty house. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, Rachel, it, during the scene, is like. Oh, we can wait on dessert. Let's go snuggle by the fire first. Yes. Okay. Uh, then they go over there, right? And yeah. they've—it la- seems like one of them has laid out a an unpadded comforter on the so, ground.
1: So, sexy. with like
0: a single pillow, uh, and Rachel sort of half leans. She's half sitting up, half leaning uh, on a. Uh, and her neck is, like, craned forward. It's the least sexy place to have sex for the first time. I just oh, want to say that.
1: For sure. But to be fair, Finn also points this out. I think Finn is the one who set this up because it's his house. But he mm-hmm. also points it out where he's like, I'm saving up for us to go to, like, a hotel and, like, really, like, do it up. But mm-hmm.
0: Like he did with Santana. <laughs> I
1: know, right? Yeah. Gross. Um, but, yeah. So, Rachel. So, essentially, Finn starts pushing on a little bit. Like, why right now? like I don't understand why things are different and Rachel's like oh you know just because or whatever um
0: just because I need to get this done by uh the end of this week yeah (laughs) which
1: like Finn Finn is not as stupid as we usually give him give him shit for but like he does he's like well I can get the money for a hotel and Rachel's like oh no like we can't wait that long because opening night is in a couple days and (laughs) Finn is like what
0: like, and then Rachel spills the beans that she needs to have sex for art purposes. Uh, yes, yeah. That. And she's like, but that's not any of your business. That's my business. So that's not a part of this. And Finn's just like, um, yeah, let's not have sex.
1: Yeah, no, like, and to be fair, like, I I will give credit to Finn here. Like, that is very off-putting.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, this is, it's so interesting uh, that... Like, Rachel is... Okay. Rachel is not that into Finn, I I have to believe. Because, like, this is the first time that she is actually interested in sexual, like, intimacy with him because of...
1: What Artie uh, said. Because of art.
0: Yeah. Like, we know that the only reason that Finn got to touch Rachel's boob is, uh, one, because of the power of grilled cheeses, and... Too, because uh, he agreed that Rachel's children would be Jewish.
1: Right. Yeah. It was a reward. It was. Yes. It was a reward for getting giving Rachel what she wanted. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Um. Rachel is, gay.
1: <laughs> or I mean, if anything, she's obviously using Finn. She's obviously she's using, using Finn.
0: She's using. Well, she is a gay robot, and she's using Finn as um some sort of uh tool for her. High school experience.
1: Yeah. She's she's trying like obviously like she's saying here, she's like, Well I need to have this experience in order to like adequately portray the concept of Maria or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which it's like, the the weird part about it for me is that it, it seems like Rachel has also deluded herself. Like, she doesn't yes. s- seem to grasp the idea that this is really awful. Like, what she's doing is not cool. Yeah, it like, is sort
0: of weird that how both her and Blaine are just like, yeah, you're right, Artie, yes. I know we talked about that, like, a little bit earlier in the episode, but yeah. we really do have to suspend our disbelief that these that these two people are just like yeah you're right we need to have sex so that we know how to portray these
1: sexy characters, characters. yeah <laughs> it's yeah so anyway let's move on because we're going to get more of that soon enough um mike's dad confronts him about the musical Oh,
0: one more thing about the oh, sure. rachel yeah. finn date it is nice that finn stops them uh yes. oh beca- yeah like that he's not like a total horn dog and it's like <laughs> oh yeah you're right rachel let's just have sex like it that is one redeeming quality i guess
1: i think so too i mean to be fair it does come from the fact that finn doesn't want to be used um i don't know if it's necessarily because finn is like trying to respect rachel as much as he's trying to like respect some respect for himself yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah no it's good um but let's move on to mike's dad it's at the school for some reason um and so Mike kind of pushes back because his dad is like, "You can't do the school musical. Arr, arr, arts are for the lazy and terrible people." And yeah. Mike's like, "Screw you, Dad! I'm not going to be a doctor anyway."
0: Like, I think this the actual conversation they have is good, um, where it ends with Mike's dad being like, "You're no, you're no longer my son if you continue to pursue this dream." And yeah. Mike's just like, "Okay, fine." Uh, I think the the word word-by-word word conversation is good but it is very awkward that it is in the hallway at McKinley
1: yes no it's well so my thing about it I put a note was he really there because we've seen in the past that oh Mike, my god Mike has some issues with hallucinations
0: hallucinations like, of his dad specifically too
1: yeah so like no, that
0: bums me out I can't I can't think about that too much <laughs>
1: Because, like, to be fair, we do have some information later where it's, like, his dad isn't at the musical. So, like, kind of seems like it's realistic. But, like, why is this at McKinley? It doesn't make any McK- sense. It's
0: at McKinley for production cost purposes. <laughs> yes. It's at McKinley because they have no other place to film it.
1: Couldn't they use, like, I don't know, Brittany's house or something and pretend it's Mike's house? Anyway. They could
0: have, but did they? No. And the only part of Brittany's house that they still have set up is Brittany's room, which definitely oh, looks like right. Brittany's room. I bet.
1: Yeah. We'd see Lord Tuppington in the side and be like, that's not, that's not the Chang's house. See Candy um, bars
0: in the cat litter box. Yeah.
1: <laughs> see, see Brittany in the background eating cat poop. Um, Ugh. So let's move, let's move to Cooter and Shannon. Um, yes. He, he catches her lifting like with yep. a bench um, and he brings her some flowers, which her response is quote, I'm not sick. Um, It's like, yes. it's so like, obstinately, like, unwilling, like, I mean, and I guess that's the point they're trying to make is that Shannon's yeah. character is just very obstinate about not recognizing advances as, like, romantic interest. Like, Yeah,
0: I think it's yeah. partly because, like, when Cooter is finally very clear with his intention, and it's like, I want to take you on a date, I want you to dress up like a lady, because I'm obsessed with the gender binary, and I can only understand... Uh, interaction between two opposites. Uh, right, well, yeah. He doesn't say that word for word, but that's the general intent. And Shannon is like, why would you want to go out with me? You could have any girl you want. Uh,
1: yeah, well, and the yeah. part that I, I noticed, she does say, it's like, who put you up to this? Which I think says a lot about Sad. her life, which honestly, I I like this scene a lot because I think this is actually a really well done scene where like, we get a lot of information about Shannon as a character without Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, explicit, like, cut scenes to her getting bullied, you know? Like, like, it's nice for Glee to actually just give us, like, character backstory without doing it in a terrible way. Like, I don't know. I, I don't hate Cooter as much as you do, which, like, I see where you're coming from, and I understand. Like, I get that, too. Like, he does portray some really, like... Toxic masculine kind of stuff, where it's like,
0: yeah, I mean, that's yeah. his entire character, though. Like, right. he's well, nothing yeah. else,
1: yeah. That's how uh, football men usually are in TV, so
0: yeah. Shannon does like cry a little bit, and yeah. she she's just wrestling with the idea of femininity in general and like having yeah. trouble recognizing that within herself. And Cooter's just like, well, you know, I could get any girl I want, but I date women, yeah, like you. <laughs> yeah, I mean. A-
1: anyway, the idea they here. They set a finally, date. They're yeah. having a date. Yes.
0: Then we get to the next scene. Rachel has called a uh, a meeting of the Glee girls. Uh, she mentions the last time they did this was in the Madonna episode. Yep. Do Do you remember that specific scene? I mean,
1: I don't remember the specific scene. Neither do I. But I do. I. I vaguely remember the idea that this happened because I think that was around the time that once again, they were having this plot of like, you have to have sex or whatever mm. because, well, cause it was Jesse, right? She was, Oh yeah.
0: Think, with Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know this, cause they sang like a virgin. You're yes. right. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, this it's weird for Glee to reference itself because yes. it's not like it has any sort of, uh, you know reliance on maintaining you know plot lines or characters or anything like that really so it's just sort of weird for it to actually reference itself yeah uh but they have a sex discussion the glee girls uh quinn negs sex in general she's just like i think you should wait i just don't think you should do it it's something you can't get back and makes everything more complicated
1: I mean, to be fair, for Quinn that is very true because she's true, got but pregnant. that's because
0: Quinn made bad, bad decisions about sex.
1: Oh. No i I yeah, and the fun the the funny thing for me is Santana also tells Rachel to wait, but mostly oh, yes. because Finn is bad in bed,
0: yeah, she's like, yeah he uh uh, Ra- uh Santana, Jesus, that took a couple tries to get the right name. Santana is just like, yeah, he's uh huge and lumbering, and I felt like I was gonna die underneath like him
1: under a sweaty sack of potatoes or something <laughs> like yeah, um, but so Brittany. Okay, this is so. This is like a throwaway joke, but this is actually like, like they're. It's very bad because Brittany references. It's a bad
0: throwaway joke for sure. Yeah,
1: because she talks about how her first time was at like a summer camp and like an alien, like came into her tent or something like that. No, and and she's
0: like, yeah, uh, a guy came into my tent. Huh, Alien invasion.
1: Right. Which and that's it. Yeah. Which. To me, reads rape, so thank you, Glee, for making that an offhand joke, because it's not... Britney
0: seems fine about it, though. Right,
1: but, like, I don't know. It's just, it's unacceptable for me that, like, the joke is that Britney's first time was with someone she didn't know, because, like, she thought that an alien had come into her tent or bunk or whatever. Like, I just... Yeah,
0: know. it's it's a bad joke, definitely. Yeah. And then we hear about uh, Tina and Mike's magical first time. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Tina has like sort of this long speech about how magical and wonderful it was. Uh, the, and her face—it's a zoom in on her face, which then fades into a rehearsal of "I Have a Love," which is a song from West Side Story.
1: Yeah, it's Santana and Rachel again. In fact, I think it's. It seems related to the scene we saw before. Yeah. Mostly because I think they were they just did both of them at the same time because they're like, well, you're in the costumes
0: and we have the yeah, set. So. It was like a dress rehearsal or something. I don't yeah. know. They don't frame it that well. um, But it is... I don't know. How do you feel about that moment? Does it make sense?
1: I mean, I, I think the main thing that I like about it is that they did have a character who's like... Hey, you can have yeah. sex, and it can be healthy, and it can be good for you, and it can be like something that you can do, and it doesn't ruin your life, and it doesn't, you know, yeah,
0: make you definitely. a bad person. I think yeah. having a a positive representation of sex is definitely a, a needed and good thing here. Yes, yes, uh, it does sort of imply that Rachel is thinking about Tina and Mike doing having it. having sex to to portray Maria better. That is what it implies. <laughs>
1: Okay, I can see that. Um yeah, I wouldn't put it past her. The other thing too is that while Tina's talking about it and she's like talking about describing Mike as someone that she like really loves or whatever, we also mm-hmm. get another one of those fucking awful, terrible like pan shots of Finn in the hallway from like yeah. a person's perspective that's like walking towards him as yeah. he like slow mo turns and the lighting is like <laughs> Like, angelic. And I'm like, why? It's I'm... from
0: Rachel's brain. Like, that's
1: but, why. But she doesn't even like Finn. She doesn't
0: even like him. She, she treats think- him like garbage. She thinks she does, Sam. <laughs> she thinks she does.
1: Okay. But it's just, like, I feel like this happens every, like, third episode, which is why
0: I'm yeah. so sick of it. Like... It happens a lot. Uh, at least this time Rachel wasn't crying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: true
0: so the next scene uh is in west lima the
1: yes the, scandals the gay
0: the gay side of the tracks yes they're at scandals um, uh kurt is wearing a mid-thigh length vest uh oh and my a god. bolo tie <laughs> <laughs> oh, blaine god. is wearing a sweater vest bow tie and clashing patterns
1: god well I wasn't actually paying that much attention to their outfits. I had a note that, like most gay bars, it's kind of sad. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very dark in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And everyone is, li- like, it's it's sort of sparsely yes. uh, populated. <laughs> well, and
1: so, like, they, they show their IDs, which look nothing like them. And it's a fun joke, because, like, one of them is, like, Hawaii and a Hawaii ID. And, and, cr- then- and Kurt
0: says, Aloha.
1: Like, like, the guy who's checking their IDs looks so sad. Like, he is, like Yeah, very, very so, sad. So and defeated. As,
0: when he welcomes them in, even though they obviously, the IDs don't match, he's like, it's Drag Queen Wednesday. Have a good time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just really funny. But, like, yeah, the other thing is with Drag Queen Wednesday, they walk in and Kurt's like, oh, yeah, look, like, that celebrity impersonator and that celebrity impersonator and that celebrity impersonator. I'm like... Drag queens aren't celebrity impersonators. Well, Where is this, like...
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I guess in this, like, small Ohio town they could be? I don't know. But, yeah, because uh, it's, like,
1: specifically, like, Tina Turner. and then... Yeah, and
0: Kurt's like, hey, look, is that, uh, is that Reba? And then Blaine's <laughs> like, oh, no, that's Ginger from Gilligan's Island.
1: Okay, that's very good, though. I actually think that, like a drag queen that, like, their aesthetic was Ginger from Gilligan's Island yeah. would be dope as hell. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Sort of, uh... Because Ginger would always, like, dress very nice, even though they even were though on, an on an island.
1: Yeah, she brought Yeah, she brought a few suitcases for this three-hour tour. You know, as Stupid. you
0: do. <laughs> is it three or six-hour? I can't I, remember.
1: I'm pretty it sure it's a three-hour tour. It doesn't but... matter.
0: Uh, Sebastian is there. He yep. has the worst frat boy collar pop you've ever seen.
1: Yes, it's like I a polo is... shirt with the with the pop. It's so bad.
0: Yeah, it's like a rugby style polo shirt. Uh, it sort of looks as if uh, this is his intimate in uh, intimidation. Uh, what what's the word I want? Not intimidation, but to copy someone.
1: Impersonation. No. Imitation. I- intimation. Imitation. Okay
0: fuck ah i'm the worst <laughs> um it's his imitation of like the super villain collar
1: oh sure yeah like like <laughs> the stereotypical gay villain has like a big collar obviously yeah definitely
0: yeah. like the evil queen collar yes uh, but instead it's on a rugby polo shirt because he's also i don't know a lacrosse player there's some point in like a Sebastian scene. I don't know if it's in this episode or maybe the next one or something where Sebastian is like, Oh, sorry, I got to go. I'm going to be late for lacrosse practice. So that seems about right.
1: Yeah. Um, but so Uh,
0: he's, he shames Kurt right off for not drinking. Like he's like a a beer for Blaney boo over here and for (laughs) Kurt water. No, he
1: gives him a Shirley temple Temple. with extra cherries or something. Um, but yeah, he shames him for DDing, and then, Um, And then it cuts to, like, Sebastian and Blaine are dancing. Yeah. Like, on this very sparse dance floor. And Um,
0: Blaine is going to fucking town. Like, he is having (laughs) the time of his life.
1: But, like, Kurt is just watching this from the bar. Um, And then Karosky arrives, which is a a surprise. Karosky
0: is here. He's drinking, just casually, I guess, and is a bear cub.
1: Oh my god, that is un uncomfortable though.
0: <laughs> you don't like it? <laughs> well,
1: mostly because he's supposed to be like eighteen, right? Yeah, like a he's seventeen to or 18. eighteen. Yeah. So that's what makes me uncomfortable is the because idea the, that like... that
0: terminology is overtly sexual. Sure.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So he he does say that he's doing well. He's at a new school. Um. He but didn't he's want not his... out because yeah. he
0: doesn't want like his teammates on the football team to talk about him behind his back. Like that's
1: yeah his well, reasoning i i actually thought that that was also kind of in reference to he didn't want to stay at mckinley because of all of the like yeah. shit that was in his past at mckinley yeah. so like totally. he didn't want yeah but anyway so yeah so he's doing well um and then uh he he and yeah. kurt
0: like just talk about how like he's like oh kurt are you gonna shame me for not being more out and proud and kurt's just like no i'm i don't care <laughs>
1: It's like, I don't really give a shit. Like, I yeah. never really did. That's
0: not really what he says, but that's definitely the tone. He's just like, I don't, uh, like, I'm not going to judge you for what you're doing as long as you aren't beating people up.
1: Yeah. Which, so that's <laughs> a good message. Um, yeah, yeah. And then
0: they cheers to baby steps.
1: Yes. And then Kurt Karofsky's is...
0: opening yeah. line to the conversation is funny, too. He's like, hey, you better watch out. You better watch your boyfriend over there, because <laughs> yep. uh, Blaine's dancing with Sebastian.
1: Yeah. Um, which then after this conversation, Kurt does run over and he cuts kind of in. Yeah. Well, it cuts in real hard, like pushes right Sebastian <laughs> out of the way. And then it becomes like a weird like him and him and Blaine are dancing and then Sebastian's like orbiting around them, like
0: <laughs> Yeah. I okay. Uh dancing in any public setting is always very awkward. I Sure. Listen, I know I'm just I, maybe I'm I'm not a member of the general population here. Maybe I'm I'm the one out of the norm. But dancing in public is weird. There's no way for it not to be weird. Uh it's always just the weirdest thing.
1: Yeah, I mean the the thing with gay clubs is that you're yeah. supposed to drink enough that you don't
0: that it's not feel weird. that anymore.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but the problem is a lot like this is obviously I don't have a million experience with gay clubs, but a couple of them do look like this. And well, I think it's the premise of, of
0: any place where you're supposed to dance in public that isn't where it isn't like choreographed or whatever is that you're very drunk. That is yeah. the premise.
1: Oh, Weddings, so good. Oh, okay, so. Um. Yeah, so then... Blaine we... gets
0: drunk off of one beer. Very <laughs> drunk. Like, yes. stupid drunk. Uh, Him and Kurt are leaving, and Blaine's just like, I just want to live here. I want to make art and help people. Oh my I feel God. great. <laughs> and Kurt's <sighs> just like, you've had one beer. I'm going to take you home now.
1: Yes, and so then he, he's putting Blaine in the backseat of his car, and Blaine tries to initiate sexy times with yeah he
0: he comes on to kurt pretty hard like kurt's just like hey lie down in the back here to fall asleep and be on your side so you don't choke on your own vomit (laughs) and and he's just like i want you so bad baby and grabs him well Uh, he also kind
1: of shits on kurt's like romanticism at the same time because he's like i know you wanted to be in like a lot or like a field of flowers or whatever but like let's just do it right now right here and Kurt's like ew no um thank you yeah but no, no thank uh,
0: you and Blaine is just sort of like sad and confused like he's like why wouldn't like I thought the most important part was the two of us why why are you being so uptight and Kurt's just like uh this is the least I'd want to be intimate with someone and I feel very uncomfortable with what you're doing
1: Yes, and no. he, yeah, he, he points out. He's like, I want it to like, I want it to be special, and I also want you to remember it the next morning. Um, and he's like, uh, he says something about how Blaine either can't tell that he's uncomfortable with it, or he just doesn't care that it, he's uncomfortable with it. Absolutely, so. the latter. Yes, uh, absolutely. That was that's my thing. Is I put the Blaine is super drunk in quotation marks because I don't think he's actually that drunk. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing it up because, you know. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't know anymore. Like, it's just a terrible idea. Like, all of this is just terrible. He's only yeah. had, He's only had one beer. No one gets this way after one beer.
0: He is little, though.
1: <laughs> I guess. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, def- So Blaine's definitely evil, and he doesn't care if Kurt's no. uncomfortable or not. He actually prefers it. Uh, <laughs> right. And um, this this scene, it sort of feels like Blaine is trying like hey maybe this will work and then i don't have to connive i don't have to keep on doing that conniving plan that i'm that i'm working on on the other side if if it works this way then i can just drop that one way hey well Um, and also
1: this does make kurt's life hellish because it does essentially he then does a quote apology for being too spontaneous um and refuses a ride from kurt and says he's he's going to walk home i'm just gonna
0: walk home (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. then Kurt dramatically twirls. At yes, the, the end of the scene. I get that. <laughs> I get that Kurt is just closing the door, like the car door. But he right. he, tur- he he twirls. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yes, of course he does. That's that's the only way Kurt can do anything. Um, but yeah, so it Kurt Blaine have a, like a little not great moment. Um, they have, they
0: have a little tiff, a lovers yeah. tiff. Yeah. Then it is opening night for real. Yes. Here we are backstage. Emma is looking out, peeking out through the curtains, and we see Blaine and Rachel uh, doing their makeup. They admit their virginal state to yes. each other. Uh, uh first Rachel is just like I have failed to you and Blaine's just like me too.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they're like we should just cancel the show right now.
0: Yeah, that I love that part we like, <laughs> we just need to we need to cancel the show. The audience is going to know that everything isn't authentic. <laughs>
1: Which, yeah. So then we, if we cut from that to oh, then Artie
0: comes by and it's like, hey, Blaine, enough blush, (laughs) darken your eyebrows, Rachel. And Rachel's like, my eyebrows are fine. And Blaine puts on more (laughs) blush.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yes, then, but then Artie becomes crippled with doubt about his his whole directorial.
0: He has like a moment moment of panic where he's just like, everything's wrong. The curtain's gonna go up and everyone's gonna know my fraud. Yes. And Emma reassures him, like, "No, you've done a great job." And yeah. then uh, the the cast come by, uh, Tina and a bunch of and Puck and Santana yeah. and a bunch of other nobodies uh, reassure him and present him with flowers.
1: Yes, and they they thank him for, they're, they're like, oh, sometimes we didn't know what we were going to do, but, like, you always were there, you were our lighthouse, to which Artie does reply, but I didn't know what I was doing either, which is definitely something you want to hear from the director right before opening night. Like, yeah,
0: this little speech from Artie is, I c- can't even really remember it, and I watched the well, episode less than an hour ago.
1: He's explaining that, like, he's talking about, quote, the greatest gift you can give a guy and essentially it's to give him absolute power over everything it's essentially to let let him make all the decisions for everyone because he thinks that that's what manliness is all about i guess i don't know
0: well okay um, that is definitely not the speech
1: <laughs> no that's not exactly what he says but like that's he,
0: well he talks about how like having being in a wheelchair people think that you're a child and they treat you as if you're a child having the power of being a director made him feel like a man that's that's the speech
1: but yeah. Anyway, it's fine. Let's move on. Finn <laughs> we- cries in the shower.
0: <laughs> that is ju- that is not okay. I guess that's part of this scene, but that's not the part I care about.
1: <laughs> well, it starts with Finn crying in the shower. Like I yes. don't know how else to put it. Like,
0: well, we this is a very familiar place for us yes. as Glee oh, viewers. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Finn in the shower. This is not the first time nor the last. Right. Uh, we'll see him there. But he is crying pretty violently and, like, pounding his fists against the wall.
1: Right. Which, it doesn't seem like we have any reasoning as to why he would be doing this. But we might get it in the future.
0: Ooh, foreshadowing.
1: Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, but so then this cuts to Puck doing the same action against a set piece on stage. Because,
0: on stage. You know. uh, Cooter and Shannon, uh, Wemma, Mike's mom, all these people are in the audience. Oh, also Mercedes. Mercedes. All yes. these people are in the audience, and we see a performance of America by Santana, Tina, Puck, uh, a random assortment of cast members that we've never seen before. Yeah, The Jets, which include Mike, Quinn, and Brittany, are also a little bit in this scene.
1: Yes. Um, My note is this starts with some
0: maybe offensive accent work
1: done by non-Latinx characters.
0: Yeah. So Santana's is fine
1: yes i agree
0: uh but pucks is a little maybe maybe no uh yeah tina is she tina is a person of color but she's definitely not latinx she is she's not
1: right rory is not shouldn't have this at all there's no reason
0: uh Worry's accent's pretty bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's very, like, it's really bad. But anyway, yeah, the song is great. Um,
0: yeah, Santana he's, 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 sings uh, lead as Anita, and uh, it's great. I really love this performance. I thought it was really awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, and then at the end of it, so like Maggie was saying, they weave the Jets in a little bit. Um, so Mike and Quinn are both there. Um, and It's a
0: part that Puck's character would have say, uh, sang. Uh, right, like the, but...
1: Already uh, made waiting some directorial tables and choices. shining
0: shoes but instead right. it just looks like the uh white well off gang is like shine my shoes
1: <laughs> yeah it's weird it, emma does comment on the fact that Artie made this choice um and it's a quote risky choice i think but yeah. like and it's a whatever. typical
0: glee move in that the jets are in the house like the right
1: oh yeah no joke it's stupid <laughs> i hate <play>. Glee. <laughs>
0: they're in the house like singing at the stage okay I think the reason why Glee does this so often has people in the audience instead of on stage is because it is a very exhilarating experience to be that close to a performance right right so Glee is just like this is a fun thing that people like when it happens to them live so we should just do it all the time
1: yeah, it kind of loses its edge though after the like twentieth time. Anyway, um, yeah. So the, the we,
0: song gets a standing ovation.
1: Yes, uh, Mike's mom is there. His dad is not, but his mom is very supportive. Yeah, I, I love his mom so much. They um, have a
0: touching moment of like yeah. eye contact. Where yeah, they just and sort we, of nod at each other.
1: Yeah, we also see that Sebastian and the Warblers are all there um, near the front because they all have the tickets.
0: Do we um, do we get a shot that Finn is there? This time? I think
1: I think so. Yes. Because I
0: know we I know later we get a shot of Finn in the audience like at the end yeah. of the episode.
1: Yes. Um but so as as people are o- o- ovating, giving the standing ovation Yeah, we for... get the
0: best line of the episode. The ab- yes. maybe maybe the best line of the season so far.
1: <laughs> yes. Blaine turns to Rachel in the wings and says, "How are we as virgins supposed to follow that?"
0: <laughs> like it's i i guess it's is it a joke like was it written I, to be it a has joke? to be right it's, like, it's very funny
1: it's so silly it's like the most ridiculous thing how are we as virgins supposed to follow that how are <laughs> and, how are how are we and, as virgins supposed to do anything i don't know like,
0: rachel doesn't laugh no at, at that she's just like listen I think we can do this. We just need to think about how Tony and Maria, they found each other and knew right. that they were they were right for each other uh, out of all the people in the world. And I know I feel that way. And you do too. And we just need to hold that in ourselves during our performance. And Blaine's right. just like, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, then, oh, God.
0: Then they both go out on stage together. like, right. And just they are mid-stage and the lights just turn on. I don't know how right, that scene yeah. is fucking set up. <laughs> like, no, why? Like, why is the introduction of Tony and Maria them just both standing in the middle of the stage?
1: Well, the thing is, it, it cuts like right after.
0: So we don't know. We we just yeah. know that they're on stage. That's what was implied. I'm just saying it's lazy. It is all.
1: Well, yeah. Let um, me
0: get a yeah. some quiet whooshing.
1: Yes, I I put because the subtitles say quiet whooshing. Quiet whooshing.
0: <laughs> It's it's another dance whoosh. Uh, yes. As we've got with like the booty camp uh, introductions a couple episodes back, where Mike and Will just sort of whooshed around each other. Yeah. Uh, this is again more whoosh dancing. Uh, Blaine is practicing a move that he got wrong, over and over again. Uh, which we find out when Kurt comes up to him and they talk about the show and how they both did. Yep. Uh and Blaine compliments Kurt on his Officer key, which we never get to see. We do see uh, Kurt in costume later, and it is very cute.
1: Yes. Yeah. So they essentially compliment each other. They're both like, oh, yeah. we did so good tonight. Let's just jerk each other off a little bit. Ironically. Okay, that's a little um. bit
0: too real because that, <laughs> I mean... <laughs>
1: 'Cause yeah, so then Blaine tells Kurt that Sebastian means nothing to him Well, because...
0: there's a there's a it's a very cute conversation, okay? You're not playing it up <laughs> about how cute it is. They they come up Blaine also has tears in his eyes the entire time.
1: Right. Well, sure. Yeah. It's he, he's apologizing. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he brings Kurt over to him and he's like, Put your hand on your heart. Oh
1: my god. And
0: and and remember this. Sebastian means nothing to me. <laughs>
1: well because it's it's mirroring a scene from west side story yeah i assume but yeah so um but then so yeah so he apologized tonight for and then kurt feels obliged to apologize as well even though kurt literally did nothing wrong but like you know and then they kiss and
0: uh kurt's like wow you just take my breath away not just now with that great kissing but also uh On stage, I'm very proud to be with you. And Blaine says, "Good, I want you to be." It's cute. Uh, Yeah. And then they decide, yeah, yeah. they decide to
1: skip the after party to smush their body parts at Blaine's house.
0: You, you just really (laughs) had to make this very touching scene much grosser. (laughs) Much more visceral. It is gross.
1: (laughs) It's gross.
0: It's not. This,
1: This whole we've had this whole plot before. Why do we have to have it again? When like, did we
0: have this plot before?
1: The Madonna one, where they had sex for the first time. <laughs> like I, a virgin.
0: Except it wasn't it wasn't gay sex, Sam. That's,
1: I guess that's true. It wasn't motivated by stage ambition, so.
0: Kurt never <laughs> seems to realize that that's Blaine's intention, though.
1: No, because he's sweet and wholesome. Also, because
0: um, Blaine is very conniving and smart
1: (laughs) yes much much more so than rachel um which we find out rachel goes to finn's house um which again still only has finn in it the Hummel Um,
0: hudson house is nice
1: yeah well i guess by combining their finances they must have
0: i guess
1: or but Uh, no no they moved into the hummel house the hummel house is just already nice like yeah
0: the tire shop must just do really well i don't know
1: or maybe maybe Kurt's mom was from a nice Walla family.
0: Could be. Well, yeah. we know that uh, there is a demon curse on that line. So, right,
1: exactly. But anyway, so um, Rachel arrives and uh, she assumes that Finn is still mad at her for the because he answers the door and he seems. Uh, he seems agitated somewhat. Um, yeah,
0: it's sort of normal Finn look on his face where he just looks, you know, agitated. And,
1: and like he needs to poop, but he confused. can't because he doesn't need enough fiber. Yeah. Um, so she assumes that she, that he's mad at her because of the sex thing. But we find out that the recruiter wasn't interested in Finn because he's terrible at football.
0: Yeah. And Finn cries. He, he's like having a lot of intense emotions. Uh, and he says, word for word, I'm not good enough. Uh, yeah. Which is true. Um, yes. <laughs> so I, I have to wonder: How did this timeline work? Like, when did this football game happen?
1: So I guess it technically had to have happened before the show. But in, then like, the
0: afternoon, or because Puck would have played in the game,
1: but right. he was and...
0: he performed in the but show.
1: But also, also Shannon and Cooter are in the audience. Which yeah. means that, like, if they went on a date, their date was either to this or, like, well after this. Like, I don't know.
0: I get that we don't need the exact timeline for this story to work. But it's frustrating for me as, like, a as someone who picks apart great right. episodes that they don't really... They're not very well, nice to yeah. us Well, <laughs> about, and This, about this that. isn't
1: the first time this has happened. We've had times where no. it's like, Emma's parents can't be at dinner while she's doing the, like auditions for the musical like it yes. doesn't make sense
0: doesn't but, make yeah. sense uh i have to agree with finn when yes. he says that he's not good enough to be a football player or go into niata uh <laughs> well
1: i okay to be fair on this one i wrote down that finn throws a i think justified pity fit like like a pity mm-hmm. party for himself where he's like everything sucks like everything is falling down around me um and I do I do actually kind of like the scene when Rachel comforts him by being like, your dreams aren't dead. You've just outgrown them. Which it's because Rachel thinks that he's, like, made of, I don't know, adamantium or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. nothing can touch him. But
0: yeah, at the Rachel, same time, yeah. That is, like, one of the things that doesn't really make sense about their relationship. One, that Rachel loves him, doesn't it? Right, yeah. Why would anyone love Finn? Uh, and, uh... Rachel really believes in his talent.
1: Yeah, which I don't think we have much evidence of. So No,
0: I don't think we do either. Rachel <sighs> also is like, I'm gonna give you something that no one is ever gonna have.
1: Right. So she can't think
0: She's... bestowing your flower upon someone is like the <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not the best message to send about sex sex and virginity to teenagers because we should be emphasizing that virginity doesn't exist uh but yeah that's not what this show is doing it's from 2011
1: but even so like we shouldn't be emphasizing this idea that like sex is a reward or like like some way to like help like like to console someone
0: but i mean it can't be just like yeah intimacy can be like a comfort I right. suppose. Uh but it is sort of a strange framing. Yes. Uh, and Finn's just like, but the show already the show already opened. Opening that oh, already happened and Rachel's like, it's fine. Uh th- it's not about that anymore, even though they definitely have more shows to perform. So. Right,
1: exactly. She's probably gotten in the back of her mind, Well, at least tomorrow's tomorrow night's show will be authentic. Um
0: but she <laughs> Which does probably what Blaine is thinking too, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she does she does have a rare apology though in this scene mm-hmm. where she apologizes for use it like trying to use Finn and being to, like...
0: blinded by her ambition.
1: Yes. So you know, it's rare that Rachel does this, so I appreciate it at least. Um and then, then... Yeah.
0: We get the final scene. It is yes. a song, uh, "One Hand, One Heart." It seems yes. to be from maybe the next night's performance of "Sure West Side Story." Uh, Blaine and Rachel sing it at each other. It's a yeah. good performance of the song. I think
1: well, Maggie and you can tell that it's from the next night's performance because they're definitely not doing it as virgins. It's so. much
0: more authentic. You're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so it, it comes off. My thing—it's weird because the song kind of comes off a little churchy to me. Um, <laughs>
0: a little churchy.
1: So it's weird that it's interspersed with like these like sex scenes, but they have like the like weird like handholding. Like, well,
0: it's it's the wedding song,
1: right? Exactly, for, which for makes Tony sense and Maria that it's churchy. But like, I don't know.
0: It, it has some
1: tonal things that are just sure. confusing to that me. That
0: confused you? Yeah. Uh, we see uh shooter. That's Shannon and Oh Hoover. God. Yeah, sure. Holding hands in the audience. Do you not? Do you not like that couple name? No, it's it's fine. Perfect. It's fine. Shooter, Uh, and we get sex flashbacks during the during the song. So we see flashes of Rachel and Finn lying in a bed this time. Thank God, not on the (laughs) fucking ground where Rachel's like halfway up, halfway down, craning over with her neck half bent in two. No, no, thank you. No thanks.
1: But but Maggie the very end of it, they pan up into like the fireplace though.
0: Yeah. They do so, Oh, fuck you're right. Damn so, it. So like
1: I think they're on the floor. I think they just Again. have more pillows, maybe?
0: They have two blankets this time. That's Oh, nice. thank God. Yeah. Um, uh, and we also get a scene, uh well, some flashes of Clayne, uh just they their forehead touching, they're very, very close. Their faces are well,
1: Maggie, little known fact: that's how gay sex works. So yeah,
0: they just you just touch your foreheads to each other and mind meld.
1: <laughs> oh my god, it's so pure. Um, uh, but no, yeah. there's a lot of hand the, holding across well, all the, of these. The
0: reason why it's chased is because everyone is wearing jeans in bed, <laughs> <laughs> except for except for Rachel, I guess. But <laughs>
1: she's she's wearing uh, jorts, so it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. um
0: jorts, jorts um uh, like a chastity belt jorts yes there, uh, there, are,
1: there are dozens of us maggie
0: um so did you finn as soon as i saw finn wearing jeans in bed i was like jeans what and then <laughs> and then i saw kurt uh and blaine both wearing jeans and i was like why are th- why the jeans
1: maybe ryan murphy wears jeans to bed
0: <laughs> sleep jeans <laughs> I've heard Pajama that the, jeans i've I've
1: heard that the way that the like fabric rubs against like the bed sheets is just really great really Ooh. exquisite feeling <laughs> anyway that uh, is... my
0: whole body is shuddering the <laughs> least <laughs> sexy thing
1: <laughs> that is the end of the episode with like a slow pan into like a blurry fire it's yeah <laughs> whatever oh, sex it metaphors very... are dumb
0: it, it is much more chaste than the like a virgin
1: oh yes uh yeah. like sex
0: scenes were.
1: Yeah, we definitely saw some peen in that one. Did, like, did we? <laughs> we got the background shot, you know, with like <laughs> Finn's droopy balls. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs>
0: Stop
1: <laughs> Anyway. Okay, that's some the general of the thoughts about
0: the episode. Uh, <laughs> sure. before we get into the podcast business. Yeah. I like how the uh like gay love story, the the gayer parts feel more honest, frank, and respectful.
1: <laughs> than the than the straight ones. Than yeah. the straight ones. <laughs> no, I mean it's true, and I think I don't know. I, if anything, I I think that might be partially like a trope that like mm-hmm. gay people are just more direct about sex or whatever. But I yeah. don't think it's a bad trope
0: necessarily. Yeah, I, I think so. it's a good trope too. I th- well, I think it, encouraging anyone who's having sex to be like frank and honest and open. Yeah, open about their needs wants and comfortability level is extremely important in media for sure yeah. that's the only way that we can have sex positive media right uh but uh i'm glad it i'm glad the gay people didn't coerce each other into having sex that's nice well
1: maybe blaine might have some long long-term
0: kurt's the one decease. who brought up sex to begin with well and...
1: <laughs> but blaine played that sexy roxy music maggie that's true yeah, that's true. But anyway, no, I agree. I, I think you're right. Um, I think that at least, and I think part of the problem is that it's tied in with like this, like super overplayed gay villain thing where yeah. Sebastian is like pushing the, pushing the thing. Cause they go to a gay club and like Blaine, like, you know, Sebastian hits on Blaine and stuff. But like, yeah. I'm still, I still think that it's good. I think it's a good, a nicer portrayal of sex, positive sex, positivity, Yes, especially more so than Rachel's.
0: All right, I've got right. a hard out coming up here soon, so let's get to the podcast business and let's do it fast.
1: Okay, podcast business.
0: But it's a metaphor, and metaphors are important. Gold stars are important because gold stars, gold stars are, are, a are a metaphor for, for me being, being a star.
1: star. Um, I'll start. Gold, gold stars. Um, I'm giving mine to Shannon. Um, I think, okay. like I was saying, I love that scene. I love her characterization. I think they did a really good job with it. So, Boom. I'm
0: giving mine to Blaine.
1: Okay evil um <laughs> let's move to best number um so it's all the west side story numbers essentially yeah um,
0: so the the number is listed off are
1: we've got they are
0: tonight yeah. uh, the uh rehearsal at the beginning uptown girl by the warblers which fun fact was the only one that charted on the billboards top 100 out of any of these songs it makes uh, sense a boy like that uh, America and yep. one hand, one heart.
1: Oh, don't forget, I have a love. Oh um, yes, yep, 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 yep. But yeah, the, I mean
0: the tyke sex scene. Yes, I have yeah. a love.
1: Yeah. Um. So obviously, the real pick here is America, right? Like,
0: absolutely, definitely, 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 for sure.
1: <laughs> yes, I think
0: Uptown Girl is second. Uh, yes,
1: agreed. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I love Santana. I love when she leads. I love, leads. Santana. I love, I love yeah. Santana so much. And this is such a good, like, uh, like mostly cause like, it's nice that like, we actually have, you know, like, a, a stereo like not like a, a Latino song, like, you know, West <laughs> yeah. Side Story, they are supposed to be from Puerto Rico, you know? Yes. So it's nice that we get to have someone who's quote correct. Like, like, you know, like the right person yeah. to do it, doing uh, it. It's someone nice.
0: who isn't white.
1: Exactly. That is Um, nice.
0: Also, I want to do a special mention. Santana looks amazing in this episode in her Anita costume.
1: Yes, the Anita outfit is amazing. Um, Let's move on to the rating so we can finish this up. Uh, I'm giving it one out of five slushies.
0: One out of five slushies. I think I'm going to do the same Yeah. uh, because while uh, the gay villainy of it all isn't the best i'm never gonna be upset that they've introduced another gay character
1: right no and i honestly part of it i think is that in general none of these plot lines are like super terrible um they're all it's rehashed i'll give you that it's they've done it before and they'll probably do it again because they love like teen dramas always play with sex so yeah
0: so they're gonna talk about sexual sexual awakening all the time right right
1: Right. Yeah, but so I think this one is well done. I like some of the um, interspersing of Mike's plotline. Mm-hmm. Um, I like some of the interspersing of uh, even Shannon's plotline a little bit because there's you know some of that too. But yeah,
0: I I am I find I Shannon's plotline to like it's uncomfortable for me yeah. for the most part. Uh sure. Yeah, I, well, I do I really don't. I don't have too many strong feelings about it other than being uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, which. I mean, yeah, but I I think mostly because I feel like in comparison to, like, these teenagers, it's nice to have a character who, like, I don't know, feels more fleshed out to me in some cases, Mm -hmm. which is weird because, like, she's definitely a minor character, but whatever. Um, Anyway, that's just about everything here. Um, I think so. so.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I think overall... It's a pretty good episode, and it's kind of a shame that it got lower ratings than yeah. everything else. But
0: uh, And I, I yeah. want to commend the, like, I think they made a lot of good artistic choices to show us the most of West Side Story without just doing West Side Story.
1: Yeah, which, again, I think, I think that's part of it, is I don't think people who were watching the show were especially excited to, like, have to sit through a musical performance of a different musical, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that might be one of the reasons why it didn't get as watched, but I think they did a really good job of kind of, like, interspersing it and kind of, like... Inter- interspersing and in. also
0: using West Side Story, like, so, symbology and yeah. ideas to their advantage in yeah. the story itself.
1: Yeah. So, overall, not a bad episode. Um yeah. There are some things to nitpick at, but, like, overall, not bad. So, next week, we're going to talk about Season 3, Episode 6, Mash-Off, which... Oh, God. Trouble
0: Tones. Trouble Tones.
1: Definitely probably going to be one of my favorites, hopefully. I have to watch it still, but I I know what happens in this episode, and I love it. Um, Yeah. But uh, until then, you can reach us on Twitter at S&M Hate Glee. There you go. Or you can do email, glee at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, and we really like it when people give us fuel for our fires.
0: And we so. ask you to please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com/snmhateglee. Yes. You can grab some extra content there. We have our notes uh, up there for you to peruse. Uh, it's not our notes aren't always great, but hey, they're there. <laughs> and uh, you can listen to some extra bonus uh, episodes called Sam and Maggie Like Stuff, where we talk about things that we like more than glee yes, uh, which and
1: is pretty much everything so uh know. we
0: do push most of our donations from Patreon to currently the Trevor Project and yep. other LGBTQ a plus organizations eventually uh because we want to do what glee was unable to do which is support gay people yes so you can check out Sam on his other podcast all out brawl which is a podcast about Magic the Gathering. Yep. And uh, you can check me out at my website mcar.biz.
1: Yes. Um and you can also find her Instagram mcar.jpeg which is spelled j p e g. Yes. Um and I think that's everything. Yes. So, until next time, I've been Sam
0: and I've been Maggie and we hate glee.
1: From the top. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.